All right. Hello and welcome just to family. This is giving you something to talk about or just alive TV as I like to call it. I'm your host and the creator and founder of Just Alive TV. My name is Melissa Kretschler. <clears throat> if I could talk today. My name is Melissa Kretschler. I'm an identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor. Well, I guess I could just say I'm a happy mother of four, a wife of 13 years, and I own six businesses, including Just Alive TV. So today we're going to be talking about what are your strengths. It's one of my passions. It's one of our guest host passions. And our sponsor today is our guest host, and she has a book called the entrepreneur entrepreneurs I can never say that word the <laughs> entrepreneurs mindset journal so it's going to help you with the many challenges that come with being an entrepreneur no matter what stage of entrepreneurship you're at because whether you're a newbie whether you're a beginner this is the journal for you and trust me I love mindset so this journal is fantastic so go and check that out link in the description for that journal go and download it um, if you would like to connect with either myself or Ashley, you can do so. Our links are in the description. Like and follow the show on whatever social media platforms you're on and make sure that you join us, uh, join our newsletter and find out what's upcoming. So, okay, Ashley, I'm going to hand it over to you to introduce yourself. Please feel free. Awesome. Thanks, Melissa. I'm Ashley. And like Melissa, I have my hands in a lot of pots. I am a yoga teacher. I'm the author of the Entrepreneur's Mindset Journal, as you mentioned, and a business consultant. Um, prior to becoming an entrepreneur last summer, I spent about 15 years um, coaching and advising small business owners for companies like Burger King, Bright Star Care, and most recently, Amazon. And currently, I'm also doing the digital nomad thing, so I'm coming to you from the great state of Alabama today. Ooh, very nice. <laughs> Um, I've been to a handful of U.S. states because I'm in Canada. So I've yeah. been to a handful of U.S. states and some of them are absolutely, I mean, every, every place has its own different unique style and character and charm. And um, I'm in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, which has its own unique kind of charm to it and mm -hmm. a very underrated, but a very old school charm. So Today we are talking about, you know, what are your strengths? And when you and I talked in the pre-screening interview, we talked about, you know, utilizing those strengths. Mm -hmm. And before we started, so I always ask my guests to join me about five minutes prior to the show, just to, you know, get that out of the way. Um, mm -hmm. But you and I were talking about our strengths in a different way. And um, for many of you, you know that I, I, like I said at the beginning of this episode, I am a six business owner. I have six businesses. And <clears throat> I started in business five years ago with my first two businesses, my identity coaching and my spiritual teaching, my jewelry and all the things that I create in the back end. Um, that was all for the last five years. And in that time, I've worked with multiple business coaches, multiple mentors. And in that, I found that a lot of the time, what are, what, what they're trying to teach is their method, right? Mm -hmm. You go and this doesn't matter whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a nine to fiver, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. This is going to be the same for all of you is when we start in a career, right? There's, there's certain expectations. There's certain things that we have to meet certain deadlines, certain, you know, paths that we have to go for most of us. That's similar. But when you're mm -hmm. looking for that path to success and success is different for everybody. So if you don't know that, go and check out one of our episodes on success. 
but your path to success is is yours, right? And whether you're a nine to five or an employee in a nine to five, or whether you're a business owner, the way you work is is a self-expression, right? right? If you're in a career or you're in a business that isn't feeding your self-expression mm-hmm. or your skills and your strengths, mm-hmm. you're not going to see that progress. You're not going to see the success. So you're not going to see the, the level that you're in. Mm-hmm. Now, when I started the show, and, and again, this is what Ashley and I were talking about prior is when I started the show, I had realized that one of my strengths is conversation. Mm-hmm. There is a difference in how I speak and what I say when I actually have a conversation. Now, mm-hmm. most business coaches will tell us you have to post consistently, which is great. I totally agree. But mm-hmm. post consistently, offer this, offer that, offer this, offer that. And I felt stuck and I didn't want to do most of that. It didn't work for me. So when I created the show and I decided I'm going to show up consistently talking mm-hmm. and having conversations every day that opened up something different for me. And I ended up starting business four, five and six Mm-hmm. right after starting the show. And one of those businesses, and, I, and I'm going to shamelessly promote, so I apologize. Sorry. <laughs> one of those businesses is called My Biz Fits Me. And the reason I created that business is because your business is needs to fit you. We don't all fit the same size pair of pants. We all don't fit the same size shoes, right? And I'm going to use shoes as an example. If I tried to walk in Ashley's shoes, you might have the same size as me, but my feet are still shaped differently, right? Mm -hmm. There might be different calluses. My toes might be longer for some of them, right? Some people have Mm -hmm. that second toe that's just a little bit longer than the big toe, right? It really all depends. Your shoes will fit you. Your life is an expression of your strengths, of your skills, of your abilities. And when you really tap into that, it changes the entire dynamic. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna hand it over to you because I just monopolized the first like five minutes. <laughs> no, that was that was awesome. I think oh, it's so much to say. You had so many great points. So there's another podcast I listened to where the host always opens with this quote that God or whatever you believe in can't bless who you're pretending to be. He can only he, she, they, the universe can only bless who you are. And I love hearing that quote because it, it it goes perfectly with like this other thing I believe in, which is, you know, you dance with the universe and the universe can only dance with you and, and you can only receive what's meant for you from the universe or God or whatever you believe in if you are tapping into who you are authentically, because there is, I believe there's a path that's there for all of us to follow. And it might not it might be a new path. It might be something that no one's done before. So you have to kind of trust that you've been given the skills, you've been given the talents, you've been given the strengths we're going to talk about today um, to follow that path, but you have to trust that it's for you. Like there isn't, uh, once you tap into that, that will unfold for you in that unique way. Absolutely. The other thing I wanted to point out with strengths, and and I've tried to do this earlier, (laughs) I totally got sidetracked, (laughs) is um, nine to five. And I, and I want to mm-hmm. stop on nine to five for a second. If you're a nine to fiver or you're an employer of mm-hmm. nine to fivers, there are some companies now who are hiring people based on their skills and keeping them within those skills. 
Mm -hmm. Instead of focusing on this is what I need you to do. It's this is what I need done. What are your Mm -hmm. skills? Right. If a company truly, you know, there are people who aren't good in the morning, right? There, Mm -hmm. there are people who do not want to wake up early in the morning, myself included. And it's like, leave me alone. I'm not productive until the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Right. And so there's some companies who will have morning people for morning and Mm -hmm. afternoon people for afternoon and even evening people, right? Depending on where your productivity is, everybody has that difference. So that's another strength, right? Your time frames. So Mm -hmm. we did an episode on routines. One of the things with routines is it's not the same for everybody. If you are somebody Mm -hmm. who likes, so I've scheduled my time nine five because I like that, right? My husband comes home, he's done work at, at five. So he mm-hmm. comes home shortly after. So I have to make dinner and my kids get home at three 30. So nine to five for me is perfect mm-hmm. because that fits mm-hmm. my lifestyle. Right. Mm-hmm. But I give myself that hour, hour and a half in the morning to just be me. Yeah. And then the evenings are my family time. And not everybody's going to do that. There are going to be people who have strengths that are evening and you're going to open up your space in the evenings, right? Mm-hmm. Utilizing, so time is a, is a strength, right? Knowing, knowing your productivity times and utilizing that as a, str- as a strength, right? Creating routine mm-hmm. based on those time frames. Yeah. Um, what do you think another one would be? Oh, yeah. I, so I think that's a great one because that's one that took me probably two decades to figure out for myself. Like, I mean, I spent 15 years in corporate America where there is a pretty common culture of the early riser is usually perceived as being the higher achiever. Um, and I've been fortunate to work in environments that have let dip employees kind of work flexible schedules, but generally like the consensus has been, you know, yeah, early riser, um, the person who responds to emails most quickly whatever the case is. Um, And so as an entrepreneur, like it took me about six months to even figure out like, oh, I like to rise early, but I actually like to ease into the morning. I like to exercise in the morning and journal and start my day at 10 instead of seven, like I had been for 15 years. Um, I think another area for that is, I mean, I think just like choosing what you do is starting there. I mean, I don't know what the Canadian school system's like, but I know in the States, it's very, I would say cookie cutter, but there's a pretty straightforward expectation as far as you go to, you know, high school, do well, go to college, get a good job. And that's always applauded and celebrated. Like the person who at 18 is like, this is going to be my path. Like, I think there's a sense of, I don't know if it's safety or stability, but everyone around that person is like relieved or, or happy that they pick this kind of path that's been laid out for them. Um, and it's really hard when you're that young to know what you want to do because you haven't even like your frontal cortex hasn't even fully developed. So it's hard to say like what you'll want to do in five years, 10 years, 20 years, or it's hard to know that it's okay that you can do multiple things in your career. It doesn't have to be one thing. So I think that I know that's an area where I had to, I've tried many things. I've had, I don't know, dozen different jobs in my life. I've had different roles and learn from each of them and kind of figure it out through them. Like, okay, this is what I'm good at. This is how I can put all the things I'm good at into uh, one career, which has been entrepreneurship for me. But I think that's a big area because what you do for work is 
I don't know, a third to a half of your day. So that's a big area where I think that if we can tap into our strengths, if everyone could tap into their own strengths, like the impact it would have on the community and the world around us would be enormous. You know, like that energy would be so much better channeled instead of using that energy to try to conform to what we think is successful or we think people should do with their time. So um, that's been a big area for me. Um, one more I was thinking of, and this is kind of a, um, maybe an odd one, but I think about, this is something like an epiphany I recently had around like personal style. Um, I realized that I, like I kind of wear the same thing over and over. And part of that's to conserve like brain energy and just like not have decision fatigue around something around like what pants should I wear? But I realized that I still see myself like looking at certain fashions and saying, oh, I should have this. I should have these types of dresses or these types of shoes or whatever the case is. And I realized I, I've owned those things in my life and then I didn't wear them, right? They like sit in the closet and they go to Goodwill. And how and I realized how much like the things that I wear every day or every week, um, I realized like I wear those things because I feel good in them. I feel comfortable. I feel confident. I think my body looks good in them. And I show up in the world differently and better because I've kind of tapped into what's working for me. And I know it sounds silly, like to say like Absolutely fashion not. or style is a strength, but I think it is because it's like it's part of our self-expression, right? It's like if I'm wearing a too tight dress and too high heels, it might look good in a picture, but I'm not going to feel great. And it's going to impact how I show up all day because I'll probably be in a bad mood <laughs> because I'm in pain. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm a capris, flip-flops, baggy sweater. Like that's what I'm comfortable in, right? Yeah. Tank tops. I, I get very overheated and I wear, mm -hmm. so I wear tank tops, right? I have a heat mm -hmm. allergy. And when I get too mm -hmm. hot, Melissa's raging. Uh, yeah. and, and violently ill. So I wear tank tops all the time year round, but mm -hmm. then I have sweaters, right? Really loose fitting, um, yeah. baggy, baggy hoodies. Right. But I like to wear dresses and I've started, mm -hmm. I've, I've introduced a ton of dresses and a ton of fancy shirts, but I'm still comfortable. And that mm -hmm. is a huge thing. And I love that you pointed that out. That is, if I get dressed up and I'm wearing makeup, I don't wear makeup. Same. I very rarely will wear my contacts. I very rarely will, you know, get fully dressed up because I don't feel comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. You you don't have to show up. I don't, I don't have the whitest teeth. I'm overweight, like, but I still show up. Mm -hmm. When I show up, I'm still smiling. I'm still talking, right? I get my nails done because that makes me feel good, mm -hmm. right? I'm not doing it to make anybody else feel good. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe my husband because he likes the scratches, but... <laughs> I, I'm doing it for me because it makes me feel pretty. It makes me feel feminine. And I went and got them redone the other day. And when they took them off, uh, I looked at my nails and I'm like, oh my God, my fingers look so stubby. Like it just, I feel uncomfortable without them. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I wouldn't be a hand talker and I wouldn't be, yeah. you know, I wouldn't be my energetic and bubbly self. Mm -hmm. because I wouldn't feel comfortable. So comfort is a huge thing. Now, not to say don't go out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. um, there's nothing wrong with trying new things, mm -hmm. but I love how you said the should, right? Yeah. Your strengths are your own. They're not what society tells you your strengths are. Mm 
Mm -hmm. right? And your strengths aren't necessarily just, you know, um, being good with numbers. Your strengths aren't always your skills. Mm -hmm. Your strengths are also your passions. Yeah. And I'm talking not just things that make you happy, but things that make you angry, right? Yeah. My first business, my, my Phoenix identity, that business was created specifically and entirely because I was pissed off at the amount of people who were unhappy, even though to everybody around them, they looked gorgeous and happy. Mm-hmm. Internally, they were dying to the point mm-hmm. where they physically were dying. Mm-hmm. And I got so angry and I said, I know how to change that. I know how to help you. I'm done. We're getting this going. And that's mm-hmm. why I created my business. It wasn't mm-hmm. just so when I do my biz fits me, yeah. what makes you angry? Mm-hmm. Right. Not just there, there's three different kinds of passion. There's one that makes you so giddy and excited that you're like, oh my God, right? Like yeah. super excited. Yeah. Then there's ones that that are so passionate. I listened to Matthew McConaughey's address yesterday. My husband said, Honey, you need to watch this. Mm-hmm. And I watched it and I cried from the beginning to the end. I cried. And it was so powerful. I wanted to go live. As soon as I was done, I wanted to go live. Mm -hmm. I wanted to rant and rave. I wanted to talk to everybody about how that made me feel and just Mm -hmm. how much mental health needs to be brought into awareness, right? Yeah. They will deal with the gun reforms. I think that, you know, I have no opinion on the gun reform. I've been a gun owner. I know that there needs to be change with it, but mm-hmm. I'm not a takeaway or give. I, I'm it, there needs to be change though. Yeah. But to. mental health needs, and for me, because I'm so mindset, and so are you. Yeah. Mental health for me is number one. If we actually gave our children the ability to understand their emotions, to mm-hmm. cope with those emotions and process them, mm-hmm. it would be so much different. Yeah. So that's another thing I'm working on, but, um, (laughs) but your strengths, like I said, it's the things that make you cry and want to make a difference. They're the things that make you angry and want to make a difference. They're the things that are, that make you happy that you want to make a difference, Mm -hmm. right? Your strengths are making a difference, whether that is in one person or many people. And that's, Mm -hmm that's something that people don't understand is your business is your strengths. It's your passion. Yeah. It's what you want to help other people create or change mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. their own lives. Yep. I love the way you frame that because I, I jotted down what you said about your strengths aren't always your skills, because I do think there's a common misconception that strengths like when you think of strengths it's like in a job interview when someone says what are your strengths and weaknesses and you say oh I'm good at excel and that's great but I think when you look holistically it's like it's not just what you can produce it's like like you said it's the things that I think just really call to you and speak to you so whether it is something that inspires you to take action or something that just brings you joy that you just do and it puts you in a flow state and you just are in your like in your best place when you do it all of those things fall into that strengths bucket. Um, I think that um, the passion piece is important too. It's like, I mean, that's part of my motivation for writing the mindset journal. It's like, I spent all these years coaching business owners and we talked about this a little bit before we started the call, which is 
when you get into entrepreneurship, there, there's like no shortage of resources and guides and people and examples telling you like how to start your business. And some of it's helpful. Some of it's very practical and helpful. Like you have to register, you have to pay your taxes. Yes, those things are all important. Um, but then the, you even have different opinions around how you should approach that. So there's, there's a million opinions out there and even proven models on how to be successful as a business owner. But when a person starts a business, especially a business that is born out of like a passion, like there isn't going to be a roadmap for it because it hasn't been done before. Like even if it is something that there are other versions of, like let's say a restaurant, but the chef that starts his or her restaurant, like they're going to have a different approach to the food than any other chef in the world because that's what sparked them to start their restaurant. And so I think that like, like again, like the backstory behind the mindset journal is like, yeah, there's some practical like planning prompts to help any like aspiring or even existing entrepreneur kind of wrap their arms around like, what are you trying, what are they trying to achieve and putting together a plan to get there. But two thirds of the book is focused on like, getting more in tune with like who they are authentically and letting that guide the planning process, the vision, the mission, the culture they ultimately create when they have a team, because I think that's the part you, you can't be taught that like, you know, there are probably some leadership principles or skills that are universally beneficial things like good communication or, um, you know, creating a culture of inclusivity. Yes. Those things are always going to be good things to have in your business, but beyond that, but how you approach that is still going to look different, you know, like inclusivity that's up for interpretation, depending on the group of people that you work with. So um, yeah, when I wrote that, I was really trying to combine like the practical advice I learned in my career in corporate America, which um, I was able to work with like hundreds of business owners, but then also combine that with more like spiritual teachings from yoga, which really puts an emphasis on like the self with a capital S who is, which is like yourself that is connected to a higher purpose. Yeah. So it's like, mm -hmm. I was like, not to go too woo, woo but I'm like, it, it really, you can't, I think for too long we've, or I know I have, I can speak for myself, thought of those parts of myself as separate, right? It's like, I go to work and I do the skills I have. And then outside of work, I'm this person that believes in all these other things. And just in my own journey, I've learned and benefited from combining those, you know, and doing things that tap into my, like, I guess, higher self, but also, you know, I can, it's okay to have the technical skills. Like you can put those things all together, but being able to kind of fuse those different sides of myself and then channel it towards a bigger purpose has been really beneficial. And even though it's hard work, you said something earlier about strengths or how you feel when you tap into your strengths, but even though it's still hard work, like even when you're doing something you're passionate about and it is your strength and you are tapping into your highest self, um, it feels differently. Like it feels, I, it's like I'm the hard work or like the challenge is like, I'm like, there's not enough hours in the day or like, I don't have enough energy to keep going, but versus when I've done things that maybe weren't aligned with my strengths or my purpose or my passion, it's like a lot of the hard work came from fighting against that resistance, right? That like, oh, this doesn't feel great. So you have to like dig deeper to clear those hurdles and like keep, you know, marching after the mission. But it feels very different when it's something that is like organically aligned with who you are. You can say that. Well, and you're on to something. And I'm going to explain what that something is, is that okay. 
as entrepreneurs, um, as entrepreneurs, our business isn't our set of skills. It's a, mm-hmm. it's an extension of our identity. Mm-hmm. When we talk about skills, oh, when we talk about skills, it's those are things that we're we're capable of doing, right? Mm-hmm. If you're an entrepreneur, that is a role. If you're a mother mm-hmm. or or a father, that is a role. If you are a, it doesn't matter what, uh, wife, mother, daughter, uh, and I'm going particularly women because those are my titles, right? Wife, mother, daughter, sister, and all of these things, those are titles, right? Those mm-hmm. are roles that we utilize. Our identity isn't based on our skills. It's not based mm-hmm. on our roles. It's not based on our skills. It's not based on the things that we're capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Our identity is based on our strengths, our passions, our, mm-hmm. um, our yearnings, our desires, our loves and our hates, our needs and our what we give. Our identity isn't the skills right? Mm -hmm. I'm so going into the woo for a minute, I'm a psychic intuitive, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm a medium and and I have all of the gifts and abilities, which are great, but they're abilities. Mm -hmm. They're gifts and abilities. They are titles and roles. They are not my identity. My identity isn't being a psychic. My identity Mm -hmm. is Melissa, right? Mm -hmm. It's how I feel. It's how I think. It's how I believe. It's how I react Mm -hmm. and understand. And the things that I'm good at, are the like are the skills right Mm -hmm. but -hmm. when you take your strengths as being those passion moments right Mm -hmm. those things that we're passionate about I am fiercely protective of my family and those that I love fiercely protective Mm -hmm. right I give too much of my heart and I I struggle with that right Mm -hmm. but again those are extensions of my those those are part of my identity Mm -hmm. right my businesses yeah. are a part of my identity, right? Yeah. Communication is a skill, but I'm passionate about it, mm-hmm. right? So that's yeah. how you take your strengths yeah. and your skills mm-hmm. and you put them together. Hence why I started the show, right? We talk about inclusivity yeah. and diversity and talking about the hard topics, right? Yesterday's episode was surviving sexual assault, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a hard topic. Mm-hmm. But knowing that I was passionate about sharing those stories mm-hmm. is why I created the show. It was giving me the ability to use my skills, use my passions, and create an extension of what mm-hmm. I love. Yeah. That's if if we all focus more on that, yeah. That's how, right? Our uniqueness, our passions, our skills, our strengths. And take all those and put them together and actually understand what they are and how they benefit us. We yeah. can create absolutely anything. Yeah, hundred percent agree. It's, I think it's. Do you or maybe I'm curious to know if you agree? It sounds like it sounds very simple and it makes sense, right? It's like when you think of a team of people, like let's say in a small business, everyone plays their role, and you see how that comes together when everyone's really great at what they do. And like the same concept applies to like the world, right? If every person was tapping into their authentic selves and what they're great at, like all the needs would be met across the board. Yep. But I don't know, from my own experience, I know that sometimes that's 
like easier to say than to do. And you, uh, you mentioned earlier, um, I, I said should a few times when I was talking about personal style. I feel like that's something that I know I personally have work against less now, but I have in my life of, okay, I know what I should be doing. I know what I'm great at. I know what sparks joy in me. I know what calls me to action, but there's like this huge pressure to do the other things, like the things that look good to, I don't know, my peers or my family, or just what I've picked up from the media or whomever, like the things that I'm like, okay, but maybe I should do that because it's, whatever, safer, I'll make more money, whatever the case is. Um, do you, do you agree with that? Or do you think, I mean, I think that like, that's something I know I work through well, a lot personally. That's social conditioning, right? That's, yeah. that's conditioning. And when we have societal and cultural and cause there's a lot of cultural conditioning about careers, yes. um, there are uh, societal and cultural and even religious conditioning that is, that's being done. Um, and when that happens, we end up, we end up creating those thought patterns, right? Like mm -hmm. you think about, uh, my generation grew up or, or multiple cultures grew up and it was like, oh, you want to be an artist? Well, then you better get used to not eating, right? right. You're going to be a starving artist, right? But you look at that, this painting right here that I had done was, mm -hmm. um, an artist in Texas who mm -hmm. I met through a business coaching group who mm -hmm. was trying, who was life coaching, but mm -hmm. her passion was artistry. And I commissioned this piece uh -huh. and no starving artist. This piece cost me almost 600 bucks. <laughs> She's cracked the code. Right? So, but she embraced her passion. Mm -hmm. She embraced yeah. what she was good at and what she yearned to do. And mm -hmm. she took what I wanted to portray and made it happen. Yeah, that painting so is actually supposed to be me. And in that painting, it is uh -huh. me and passion. It is chakras. Mm -hmm. It is passion colors. It is yeah. my, my love language and my power comes mm -hmm. from passion. Right. Love so I yeah. had a program, I had a program that I'm turning into a course, so I'm not offering it. So just for anybody watching, if you do want it, then you have to like private message me. But, um, I did a course called chakra power. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is that we each uniquely have a chakra that houses this epicenter of power, right? Mm -hmm. When you're tapping into that epicenter of power and the passion that you get from that epicenter of power. So that could be part of your love language. That can be part mm -hmm. of, you know, your skills and your strengths. When you tap into that, mm -hmm. oh my goodness, the power that you experience, right? Yeah. And then again, the capabilities that you find from that power mm -hmm. is life-changing. So one of mine, right, is passion. I like being desired mm -hmm. and not necessarily in a sexual way. But just, I like to be desired. I like to be needed. I like to feel that I am providing people with something mm -hmm. valuable that they need. Mm -hmm. Right? The talk yeah. show. Right? I created a talk show. That's, oh, that was something you mentioned earlier. Um, when you step into your power and you're creating a business that nobody else has created, <clears throat> this talk show, yeah, it is 
I put this talk show together piece mm -hmm. by piece myself. It is okay. now or very soon to be, there's a couple mm -hmm. pieces still that need to be put in place, but it is a well-oiled machine now, mm -hmm. right? I'm now, we're booked until October. We, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're launching new things in the show. We're, you know, having amazing guests like yourself on the show mm -hmm. every day talking about these much needed topics. Mm -hmm. Nobody else is doing that. Yeah. You said something, Melissa, and I think just like what you're doing is a great example of when we, when we do tap into our strengths and our like authenticity and the power that comes with that. And we start creating these lives, lifestyles, careers, whatever, because it's, it's, I think we're in a point in time where we're not as closely defined by our careers as we used to, like, it used to be like, okay, you're an accountant, this is who you are. And just with technology, with, I don't know, the pandemic, there's a lot with just every with social media, there's a lot of things you can do now, or there are a lot of channels available to use to leverage your strengths and your passions that just didn't exist two or three decades ago. So we have options and uh, there's like, I mean, there was a survey about like, I think it's like, I don't know if it's Gen Z or the gen be generation behind it, but the top career that people in those generations want is like social media influencer. And it's like, that didn't exist 20 years ago, but it's a real powerful thing now. But when we kind of take that leap of faith and say, okay, these are all the things that spark my joy. They might not, they might not resonate with something that exists in the world. It might look crazy to someone outside of me. But I think when we follow those strengths and follow those passions and follow those pings and sparks, and we create these lives for ourselves where we are happy because we're channeling what we're great at. We are impacting people that we you know, resonate with, we, we're influencing causes that we care about. I think is, I think by doing that, like we serve people like beyond just our immediate circle. Like we lead by example. And I think, I mean, I love what you're doing because I think you're a great example of, you know, you have, it's a less traditional traditional pattern or path, right? It's, you've got your hand in a lot of different companies. You have the courage to start new businesses when things call to you. Um, you know, even though there's other people who might say, oh, you should only do one thing at a time. You're like, no, all these things feed the same goal. I'm going to do it in these different ways, my way, and let it unfold in its own way. So I think um, when we, if we're looking for like, I don't know, more convincing on why we should follow our strengths. And um, it's like, okay, it's not just for yourself where you, you're going to feel better. You're going to have more energy. You, you know, potentially will make more money because I do think that like with an abundance mindset, you know, when you put energy in the right places, like what you need will come to you. Um, but you're also leading by example for people who you may not even realize are watching you. So it's just, it's, it's powerful for like yourself, but it's also powerful for everyone who comes in contact with you, who can like feed off that energy and that aura and can see like, okay, I have no idea what this person's doing, but they seem really happy. And it kind of inspires them to maybe take a closer look at their own lives and dig a little deeper. And if they're not in a place where they want to be, hopefully it helps them feel inspired to dig a little deeper and, you know, figure out what that is for them, but it also gives them that permission of taking that chance, you know, and maybe trying something different or it doesn't have to be a new career it can be something as simple as like taking their first yoga class or 
I don't know, learning how to garden, whatever. It doesn't have to be something like, I think we think it has to be a sweeping change. And it's like, no, it can be for a lot of people going to a yoga class can be, it's a big deal, you know, especially if you've been a weights guy your whole life. So um, I just, yeah, I think you do a great job of kind of living that through, like you're a living example of that, I should say. I thank you. And I have heard that millions of times. <laughs> I, I had a, um, a woman say to me, I, I was giving um, a little bit of a training on, you know, four things that I wanted done. I was looking for four things to get done. And at that point I had multiple businesses and mm -hmm. they were like, why don't you put them all together? And I'm like, that's not what I'm asking. you, mm -hmm. Right. And, and I have, now, when, when people tell you to focus on one thing, there's the misconstruction that you have to focus on only one business. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. not what it is. Um, I found that I have to focus on one thing at a time mm -hmm. in each business, Yeah. right? So I can be doing multiple things. I can have mm -hmm. evergreen courses. I can be doing readings, I can, but I'm only like, talking about one of those things right with the show I talked about the episodes right mm -hmm. with um we were talking beforehand right where my identity coach is my identity identity coaching is 90 percent one-on-one right so when I talk about my identity coaching it's not talking about my courses that I have for sale it's talking about the fact that I'm doing one-on-one -on -one with right? Mm -hmm. And offering them a package or an offer or whatever that looks like, right? Focusing on building one thing in your business is great, right? Yeah. If, mm -hmm. So for the next, what is it? June, June, July, August, for the next three months in mm -hmm. my biz fits me, I'm focused on selling my signature program, which starts in September, mm -hmm. Nice, right? The live round. Right. Yeah. But I'm focusing the next three months mm -hmm. on that program. Yeah. Right. So yeah. right now in just the live TV, I'm focusing on people signing up for the email so that they mm -hmm. know when we go live, what's coming up, all of that. Right. And just really growing our audience. Mm -hmm. So I'm focusing on one thing. Yeah. I can be doing multiple things in the background but I'm yeah. still focused on one thing. When they tell you to focus on one thing, it's not, I'm more focused when I have multiple things to do. Mm -hmm. I yeah. like being busy. Yeah. But when you're putting it out there, that's when you really want to focus on the one thing. Yeah. Because I was doing identity coaching, spiritual teaching, readings, crystal jewelry, all of that out of one business when I first mm -hmm. started. Oh my gosh. That's confusing for people, right? Because mm -hmm. then they're like, well, do I go to her for readings? Do I go to her for jewelry? What, like if I'm promoting four different things in one week, mm -hmm. it's getting lost in the shuffle. Yeah. So there is a difference between you can be multi-passionate and be doing multiple things like you and I yeah. do yep. and have them all work for you while still focusing on one thing in each of them right now. I'm finalizing our email sequences for the show <laughs> or, right? you know, and in all five businesses, I'm trying to figure out member press because that's always fun. So if anybody has a membership program, 
let me know. But again, and, but I know what I need to do with that, right? With that, I need to do the research and watch the videos and get my knowledge on the platform that I'm using, right? But again, when you're passionate about it, it doesn't necessarily, like me doing the research on member press feels like <laughs> work. It feels like pulling teeth. I don't want to do it, but I know I have yeah. to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to just hire somebody to do it for me because I need to learn how it works. Yeah. And it sounds like you, you figured out what works for you through a little bit of trial and error. And I think that, I mean, that's something I would encourage any person to give themselves permission to do and to also not feel let's say ashamed or embarrassed if you try something and it doesn't work. I mean, I tried to have a straightforward career. I remember I had a, a role probably about, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. And it, I had no reason to complain. I had great work-life balance. I made great money. Um, after about six months in it, I mean, I it was like clockwork. And I enjoyed the, the function, like what I did, but it just, I just still felt this void. It was like, I just feel like there's more I can be doing. Like I. I don't know. And I felt silly for complaining. I'm like, this is the dream to make great money, not have to work 15 hours a day to make it, to work with cool people. Like what more do I want? And I remember a colleague, you want to jump in? That right there, that mindset right there is the entire reason I started identity coaching. Remember I yeah. said people who yep. seemingly have everything, yeah. but I mean, feel guilty because they're not happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I remember a colleague at the time was like, you know, like work maybe can't fulfill everything for you, right? Like work is only a part of your life. So maybe use that extra time to do something else. If you're saying you have all this bandwidth and you've done everything you can do, you know, in your role and helping other people, like maybe try something else outside of work. And it was when I did my yoga teacher training and started like cooking and just taking up other interests and kind of like build out this lifestyle that I grew to appreciate, but, um, it was, kind of, it was a, it was something I had worked towards for so long. And then when I got there, I'm like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, but it also was the first time I started to do multiple things, you know, I was like, okay, maybe I can do this thing and be a yoga teacher and do that. And this was like, I said, seven or eight years ago where I, I was in my early thirties. Um, and I was like, I must come across as so like scatterbrained to people because I'm doing all these things. I was writing, I was freelance writing. I was doing a million things, but then a couple of years ago, and I felt that way probably my whole life in terms of like the ideas I've always had, but that was my first time like putting into practice, but I've always been someone who's like, I want to travel. And I also want to write a book and I also want to own a business. And I maybe want to go back to school one day and be a lawyer. Like, I don't know. I have all these ideas. And so I remember about a year, maybe a year ago, I discovered uh, human design and dis and turns out I'm a manifesting generator. And it has like, I was, I, I was going to guess that, <laughs> but it, it has been like a game changer from my mindset and how I kind of talk to myself internally, because even like this past year, like figuring out entrepreneurship and kind of designing the life that I want, I've still struggled with that. Like, well, am I doing too many things? Or, you know, you mentioned having a bunch of functions under one business. I've been like, okay, how can I have three different projects? But then I'm like, I discovered like, oh, this is just how I'm built. Like, this is 
where I, this is how I operate at my best. Like I'm not at my best when I only have one thing to do because my brain has other ideas of its own and it's, there are things that are calling to me for a reason. So it's been, it was very eye-opening to kind of be able to put a title to the way that I work. And that's why like, I would give anyone like the advice or say, give yourself the permission to try those different things, but also like just on, and then honor what makes sense for you. Like, even if you can't put that title to her, or if it doesn't resonate with the people in your immediate circle, it's, it's not for them to understand, you know? And I know one of the manifesting generator, um, not mantras, but they say, you know, it might look crazy to other people, but in the end, it's going to make perfect sense. Like for us to follow those different passions. And so I like have made that like my own mantra. I'm like, it doesn't make sense to anyone today, but it will make sense, but it does make sense to me every day. But I'm like meeting strangers at the airport lounge and explaining what I do. They're just like, okay, like, what is this? So I'm like, one day it's going to make sense. So trust me, but yeah, give yourself permission to try those things and um, the other, I guess I'll say advice, but I was thinking about like the should and the social conditioning, it's creating that space to kind of figure out where those shoulds and expectations came from. Because like, I know for myself, like the, my biggest challenge has been listening to myself over all the external noise and, and believing in myself more than believing in what other people think I should do. Um, and so, you know, and I did a lot of like inner child work and shadow work to kind of figure out like, where did I pick these things up? Like, why do I think there's a certain way to do things? And so for anyone who's like, I'm not sure what my strengths are, I don't know, you know, because sometimes you can go so far down that path of checking boxes and fulfilling expectations that you really do lose sense of, of who you are and what makes you happy and what's calling to you because they're, you know, it's, there's a, there could be a lot of other voices drowning out your own. So just if anyone who's struggling to kind of figure out what they want to do or which direction they want to go. in, I would say like, you know, create some space and give yourself some time and opportunity, whether it's journaling or meditation or therapy, whatever works, but you know, kind of dig a little deeper and figure out where, (laughs) yeah, I did any coaching. (laughs) Yeah. Figure out, give yourself some space to kind of figure out, um, what's your own and what you've picked up along the way and maybe mistakenly adopted as your own. Um, and just take those baby steps in that direction, because it's not, we don't live in a society that makes it easy, uh, for people to show up authentically all the time. So it's, no judgment for anyone who's like, I don't, I'm doing something that doesn't align with me. Like I did for 15 years. So, um, it's, you know, and like you said, from the outside, everything looked great. And, um, and there were a lot of great things that came out of it, but it feels very different when you really put your energy behind doing things that are aligned with your strengths and what is like meant for you. So kind of a testimonial there. Yep, absolutely. And it is right. I've been a, a paralegal. I've, I've worked for the post office. I've worked as a mutual funds and life insurance salesman, mm-hmm. financial mm-hmm. planner, which I'm going into tomorrow. Um, it's when you are a manifesting gener- generator, and we're going to be actually, mm-hmm. I'm doing an episode, I'm pre recording an episode on that next week. Oh, cool. Um, 
we, we are very multi-passionate and women mm-hmm. especially are very multi-dimensional. We have so many different passions and so many different, we are born creators. Yeah. White, right. That's, that's one of our biggest purposes are creating, whether that's creating a home, creating, you know, we're men and women are creators, mm-hmm. not no disagreement there, but yeah, women are born creators. Mm-hmm. I mean, right? feminine energy is creative energy. Exactly. Like that's creative. So whether you're male or from. female, when you're tapping yeah. into that creative energy, I don't know how many times I have 20 notebooks. Okay. I have 20 notebooks. This one is like my newest full one. Okay. Like yeah. I have 20 notebooks that are absolutely full and I have a Trello board or a Trello account. Yeah. My Trello board is filled with topics, filled with topics mm-hmm. uh, that I've written down over the last five years. Mm-hmm. Right. And as everything becomes streamlined, because now I'm in the, now I know, right. Took me five, six years to get there, but now I know now that everything's streamlined, I can go through as I choose and go, Ooh, I'm going to pick this out and I'm going to revisit this and I'm going to put it into content. I'm going to take this and put it into content, right? It's so different when you've tapped into that, Mm -hmm. right? Instead of just sitting there, I wrote my book in seven hours. I sat down and I wrote it in seven hours. And the reason I did that is because I knew that's what I wanted to do. I was passionate about it Mm -hmm. and it made sense. Yeah. And I did it right. And I'm not saying that's, that's for everybody. I'm a different breed of, of weird, but I'm a different breed of unique and I absolutely love it. But that's the thing. We, our strengths are different. Our passions are different. When you can tap into those and know who you are first and foremost for, for Mm -hmm. anybody, anybody watching number one, give yourself grace. Like Ashley said, give yourself grace. It does take Mm -hmm. time. It does take time. Number one though, is knowing who you are. Mm -hmm. When you know who you are and you know what you, you know, knowing who you are is life changing. That's why I do identity coaching, yeah. right? Because yeah. knowing what, knowing your sense of self, your sense of self-worth, your, mm-hmm. what's your belief and what's not your belief, what you're passionate yeah. about. That's another reason why I started my biz fits me because it is so that's, that's the starting point. Who yeah. are you? Yeah. I like who you, so I, to kind of piggyback on that, like knowing who you are and also knowing that like who you are just in that essence, it's already worthy enough, regardless of the things that you go out and do into the world. So like trying different things and failing or deciding it's not for you, like those things become less scary when you do know that, okay, who I am at my core is already enough and that everything I'm putting into the world is just an extension of that. But like, it, it makes it easier to try those new things because you're not trying to um, find your worth through those things, which I think, I know I've been guilty of, but it's like, figure out who you are, get rooted in your worthiness. And then like the strengths from that place, it makes it a lot easier to see what you're great at, what calls to you, because you're operating from a place of like wholeness versus when you haven't figured out who you are, it's so much easier to get 
pulled in different directions or fall into the should traps of, well, if I do this, I'll feel better about myself. And so I think just that's a constant reminder I give myself. It's just like, I'm already enough. It's like everything I produce is like a bonus, right? It's like, I don't have to do all these things if I don't want to. And I have a right to honor what just makes sense for me. So I'm, I love that you said that. And, and that's what we should do is honoring ourselves, right? And yep. giving ourselves grace, giving yeah. yourself permission, um, mm-hmm. giving yourself forgiveness when things don't work, yeah. right? I don't know how many times I've heard crickets. I don't know how many times I've been up and down. One month it's good, one month it's not. One month I'm going crazy, one month yeah. I do nothing, right? And we have to find our rhythm. Mm-hmm. Right. Is, isn't there a song that talks about rhythm and balance? I'm sure <laughs> like, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> rhythm, balance, and blues, I think it was, Probably. I can't remember, but there, there was a song that I, that I heard and it was just every music, the, every piece of music that you hear has its rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And yeah. if you try to put a, words to a song and it mm-hmm. doesn't fit that rhythm, it's not going to work right? Yeah. At the beginning of this episode, you talked about a a company, right? And when you have people who are sitting strong and authentic in their strengths, the company, Mm -hmm. the company thrives. Yeah. But if you even have one person in that group that is not authentically happy or, or following their expression, the whole thing struggles. 100%. Yeah. Right. So knowing that it comes down to you and come down to, you know, everyday life, if you, if you Mm -hmm. embrace your strengths and everyday life, you're going to make those changes and they naturally happen. That's, that's the beautiful part about it. Business, life, relationships, friendships, finances naturally change when you change your rhythm and energy. Yeah. Yeah, it becomes yeah it's like everything around us is everything in our lives is a mirror of what's going on internally right so like if you want to like i'm probably gonna you you think about it i i love how people say a mirror but it drives me nuts yeah. at the same time okay <laughs> my, you share. My, my personal my personal opinion but as a spiritual teacher everything is energy right mm-hmm. And it's scientifically proven that everything is energy, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if you imagine I'm walking down my path, right? Mm -hmm. And my energy is flowing. If something's coming towards me and it's not in flow, Mm -hmm. um, it's it's resistance, Mm -hmm. right? If I'm not in flow, but what I want, what I dream of is in front of me, but I'm not in flow. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's going to go the opposite way, right? Maybe I'm going to yeah. hit it and it's going to bump away. But when you're in flow, everything just moves together. And then, mm-hmm. you know, when you braid hair, mm-hmm. right? If anybody, and I'm just, for some reason, I've got the ropes in my, in my hand, right? Yeah. If I have a braid and, I, and I'm braiding rope, even hair, rope, mm-hmm. whatever, if I'm braiding, right, it flows, Mm-hmm. But if I try to take that middle one and yeah. I try to braid that in twice, it's not going to work. Yeah. Because there's a rhythm and a flow. Mm-hmm. 
It's a right? good analogy. Yeah. And, and people don't seem to understand that their thoughts, their beliefs, their yeah. feelings and emotions, that's energy, right? Mm -hmm. That's not being in flow. When you're fighting who you are and you're fighting your path and you're, you're fighting your journey, you're not in flow. No. And you're not serving anyone. You're not serving yourself and you're not serving the people you interact with. Like, I think sometimes this is probably another episode, but you know, you can, you can make things happen sometimes. Like you can manifest from your ego and just like force something to happen. Um, but it doesn't, it's not sustainable. Like you can't do that forever. And so it's just like, you're not serving anyone by fighting against who you are, what you're put here to do on this earth, because you might do it in the short term. You might have some short-term material success or, you know, check whatever box is meant to check, but it's either not going to feel great. And it's, it's not going to last forever because it's not, something's going to, something's going to break at some point. Um, and that'll be the calling to maybe try something different. So yeah. now I like, the, I like the braiding analogy. That's a good one. I have to, I have to jot that down too. <laughs> um, what was the other thing? Oh, I just had another one. Um, I can't remember now. Then that's totally fine. Um, okay. So is there anything else you'd like to add before we get going? No, I think this was great, Melissa. Thanks for having me on. I love talking about this stuff and I hope that anyone who listened today feels um, like they deserve the permission to go out and explore their strengths and feel better about honoring whatever that thing is that may be calling to them that might not make sense to someone else, but it makes sense to them. So yeah, it was good talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me today. I do love this topic. Um, <laughs> Most of the topics I absolutely adore because I'm multi-passionate and yeah. <laughs> mindset and analytical and all that fun stuff. So for yeah. anybody watching today's episode or catching up and watching the replay, please know that you can reach out to either myself or Ashley. Links are in the description. If you would like to get a copy of Ashley's journal, the Entrepreneur's mm -hmm. Mindset Journal, please go link in the description. Um, I might even go get it myself at this point because I really like the sound of it, but no matter what stage you are as an entrepreneur, go and check out that journal it might be something that's going to help kickstart you into, you know, getting out of a rut or, you know, understanding or not understanding what's going on and gain some mm -hmm. clarity on who you are. Right. Yep. Um, for anybody watching, please go like and follow the show on whatever social media platforms you're on. We do need a few more on LinkedIn. And we need some blowing up on TikTok so that we can start going live on those two platforms. And then we're going to be done. Um, go like and follow. Again, uh, sign up for our newsletter on the website, justalivetv.com. If, again, if you'd like to reach out to my, myself or Ashley, please do so. Ashley, again, thank you so much for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me, Melissa. Have a good day. You too. All right, just a family. This has been your episode. I am your host, Melissa Kretschler, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.